What you're about to listen to is part of the Podgods Network. If you go to podgodsnetwork.com, you'll find other great shows there too. Have a nice day. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. to the 88 miles per hour podcast episode 13 is it a lucky 13 or is it a dun 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 friday the 13th type of episode is everything gonna go wrong or is everything gonna go right we don't know what do you think well first and foremost to know if things are gonna go right is your mic plugged in yes it is <laughs> Yay! i'm staring at it right now hi mike i'm gonna say hi to <laughs> <laughs> your boyfriend's like, who the hell's Mike? Who's this Mike guy in your room? <laughs> Mike, don't give me that red eye look. Aww. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Brothers Bad Podcast Live. I mean, whoa, we're on one. <laughs> <laughs> I think you were going to say Brothers Bear for some reason. It's because when I do Brothers Bear, I usually do stupid voices and stuff like that. So I haven't really done that for this show. The only stuff I've ever done on this show are just be like, or whatever nonsense but like i've never really done like the cheesy like hey everybody you know all that so when you it was just forced to happen huh you haven't done an opening yet for this podcast well realized. in the beginning i did but what we would do is the reason why you do openings and i do closings is because you would never do the closing right so, absolutely yeah, that's 100 right yeah you would always say now nah, time to go blah, blah, blah. back I'm into saying. the future i'm like that's not what the movie's called it's back to the future and you would always say that it's time to go back into the future and i'll be like ah. the future. so i was like whatever I think I messed I up. Know, it, it sounded better when I said it. But then I realized, I was like, that's not the title at all. The reason not. why, I, I realized this. Because I know I messed up one of the earlier episodes. I believe why we mess up is because we, like, what we would say and what you would say, how I messed up the first time and how you kept messing up was you would say, it's time to get back into the DeLorean and go back into the future. Use back, so like, you use, yeah. So what I do is like let's. I would say something dumb like let's scurry into the car and travel back to the future. So that's what I try to do. I always try to say something. You know, let's wander back. You know, you know all that nonsense. So yeah. So all right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode twelve of Eighty Eight Miles Per Hour Podcast. I am your host Sanch, and as always, we have Renata here while she's on her phone, and we have a special guest. Say hello, Kermit the Frog. Not me. Come on, try. <laughs> uh, Kermit the Frog here. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Just do a hardcore Philadelphia accent. That's it. And I that would be your voice. You'd be like, Kermit the Frog here. Hey, everybody. Mm. <laughs> All right. So today is a special episode. This is an episode that... Was uh, anticipated by a fan, Il Tino. He commented something about this. He's like, oh, I can't wait to hear this movie. 
And at that point, Renata said, hey, don't you think we should do this movie? And I'm like, yeah, you're right. What the hell's wrong with us? <laughs> Why haven't we done this movie? But it's like, we're trying to get our favorites, but this should have been one of our early ones. Most of if you know me, uh, you know, know me from Brothers Bear and all that, you would figure like, damn, this should have been like the first movie. How is this not your favorite, you know, 80s movie? It wasn't even in your top five. No. And you'll listen and hear as to why it's not in my top five. <laughs> uh, I can't wait for this. Yeah. I really can't. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna do some. I'm gonna try to do something there. I'll probably just forget totally. But I'm gonna try you to give your you best, like Jack Nicholson impersonation. Well, that not not that, but like I'm gonna try to tell you about two two vi- uh, uh, not visions. Um. <laughs> Uh, I, I can't think of the word, but like basically, like in a sense, these aren't reviews. We're not giving you reviews, but we're more. It's more like, you know, what I saw as a child in the eighties. What I remember, how I felt with that movie. What I, what, 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 what was just like how that movie made me feel. Like, oh wow, you know, as a kid, and then basically as an adult you know like how i can see it now and going back because sometimes like i'll watch a flick as a child and be like well this movie was awesome and then as an adult i'll be like what the hell like i remember watching you know uh mac and me and i'd be like dude this movie's awesome me and my cousins loved it then i, I grew up and i realized dude, this movie's trash so anyway so yeah so before anything let's get into some shout out fans Okay, for our first shout-out for this episode goes to a list of... Okay, this girl, she loves all of our pictures on Instagram. Her name is unadulterated underscore fangirl. Um, she likes our pictures, but then when she realizes that she doesn't see our pictures for a while, she just leaves a spam of pictures, and she writes all these comments saying, like, there's random comments. She's like, oh, my God, that's awesome, cool, fun, and then a whole nother set of pictures that she likes. So thank you for the spam. We love spams. I, I, well, I do personally. I don't is know. that what it's labeled as on Instagram when you yeah, leave? Yeah, you like you a whole s- bunch of pictures at once. It's called a spam. Why is that spam, though? Because spam is something that you don't want. Because that's what it is. Yeah, but why? Like, let's try to explain the, the definition behind that, or why, or the meaning, or why it was even labeled that. Because what is spam? Like, all right, when you get spam email or whatever, you have even a folder that says spam. It's always stuff you don't want, right? It's stuff that's just like, you know, hey, you could grow your penis 10 inches long, or are you trying to lose weight, better, better? You know, like, it's all these things that you, you're like, <laughs> get out of here, you know? It's probably some hacks or whatever. So it's just like, why why would it be called spam? Because I want that. Like, I want an unadulterated fangirl to m- massively like all our... That's why I've spam never called you. it spam. That's why, like, on the Brothers Bear side, when we give them shout-outs for Fan Friday, like, I say this fan gave us a massive amount of likes. And I, like, put them in quotes, likes, because that's what they are. I never say, oh, they spam my page, because... Guess what, fans? It's not spam to me. What I see is awesomeness, support, and love. So I, I want no, I it. it. I want it That's in my awesome. inbox, not my spam box. So to you guys, it's awesome. To it, Renata, it awesome. it's garbage said, and trash. I never said it was garbage <laughs> and trash. Unadulterated underscore fangirl, you you are the best. Don't yeah. listen to anything he says. He's a liar. Well, liar. no, it's true. I mean, you'd probably agree. I guarantee you people are listening right now and be like, yeah. Why is it called spam? What the hell? Yeah, we're with Sanch. And then there's a whole revolt out there in the world, and my face is on plastered everywhere. Just like the V for Vendetta guy, the anonymous. And it's like, oh, yeah. 
All about spam. Let's get rid of spam and let's put it in our inbox. That's our new saying. Oh yeah. So that's for that's my my running tagline for 2014. Get rid of spam and put it in the inbox. Oh yeah. And then my running mate will be Renata. Meanwhile, back at the ranch. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, okay, now back to shoutouts. Um, this next shoutout goes to Latino underscore Joker. And I thought he would be perfect to give a shout-out for this episode. He is such a big fan of Batman and the Joker, especially the Joker. He started following us recently, and I've noticed some of his pictures. Um, one, in matter of fact, is a future costume for Comic-Con or, like, you know, some type of a con that he's going to go to. And it's one of, you've seen Batman. Well, I feel like if you're watching this episode, if you're listening to this episode, <laughs> you would know what Batman is. And he's dressed like one of the Joker's henchmen when he, and he has the boom box on his shoulder and he's about to go into the art museum and he, it legit, everything's to the T. And I sent him a big shout out, like on Instagram saying, your costume looks amazing, this and that, but he's actually going to be, the Joker and that costume that he's showing in the picture is for his friend that he's going with. So I hope you guys went, or I think I think you did it recently, but if not, I hope you guys have a great time. Hope if you did have a great time, tag us in the picture, please. We would love to say it. So Carlos, his name is like that's, but like Latino underscore Joker, you're awesome. Thank you. Mm. And the next one is Mir underscore Rocks. Her name is Marissa. And I'm just obsessed with her pictures. If anyone, like, knows who she is on Instagram, her pictures just are everything geek, but it has a dark twist to it or, like, a pun with every picture. And I love it. Like, and she's a big Disney fan. She's a big Mickey Mouse mini fan. And if you look... (laughs) Okay, Mickey. (laughs) But, yeah, like... Oh, boy. But she's a... Mickey Mouse. That's all I can do. Blah. That's what he says in that that Disney Afternoon thing, the new version. It goes, Miska, Muska, Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you love Mickey Mouse and you like Sanchez Mickey Mouse voice, then good for you. Leave us a comment saying if you did a good Mickey Mouse impression. Look at her stupid face. She's all like, eh, like, you don't even mean that. Get out of here. You know what, fans? <laughs> you should do that, alright? If you liked it, and even if you didn't, just leave it just so we can all stu- her stupid face. And You know what? Not he's not used to the, the tables turning. You know, he's been picking on me left and right with every goddamn episode. And the moment that I give him some, you know... I cry. Yeah, he, he cries. You can't take it. Have some fairy dust, motherfucker. Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> I'm like Eminem. You know how he like loves like making fun of everybody, but the moment they turn the table, he gets all butthurt and cries. Yeah, he's like, "What'd you say?" Like, uh, like I, I only know this from like the MTV Music Awards and Movie Awards from back when. Whenever they would try to do something with him, he would be like, "No, no, no, I ain't having it." No, like he gets all butthurt. Even like with Weird Al, wanted to do a song. He's like, "Yeah, you could do the song, but I just don't want a video." Why? Because he didn't want any like jokes and being made fun of him. Like. I don't know. It's so stupid. But anyways, go on. Is that all the shout-outs? No, I got one more. Well, then hurry the hell up, woman. Not just kidding. <sighs> one more shout-out goes to 
uh, B.O. Philly Humor. So it's actually Best of Philly Humor. And somehow they found us. And if anyone knows, I'm from Philadelphia. Sanchez from Los Angeles. But um, he's from, I don't know. I, I just consider you being in Los Angeles. Uh, but I'm from Philly, and this Instagram in particular liked all of our pictures and gave us a shout-out. Like, no, actually, I liked all the pictures because I'm from Philly, and they took my spam, and I like to use the word spam, and they used it as a picture saying thanks to the 88 miles per hour podcast. But they're pretty cool. They have funny lines. Like, if you're from Philadelphia and they have, like, little, like, memes, you get them. It's pretty cool. So thank you, Best of Philly Humor. You're awesome. And uh, that's the end of the shout-outs for me, I believe. Yes, it is. Awesome. Um, my shout-out is specifically to a fan, but I thought we'd give a... a, a it's like a different type of shout-out. For those of you who are wrestling fans, you all know that we lost someone uh, great over uh, the past week. We lost yeah. the Ultimate Warrior. And I, I posted something on Instagram, and... I know I got, like, uh, I mean, I, I posted on both pages, you know, because I figured, like, we have, uh, you know, fans from each side. And, and like, it was just something, like, I, I felt like, I'm like, I, I had to write, but I didn't want to write what I kept seeing online. Like, what, what I was seeing was, like, everybody was, like, posting, like, oh, yeah, you know, um, this, you know, Ultimate War. And they would give you a little bio. And I wanted, like, I wrote it in what, as a, what I saw as a child because that's was what I remember from, you know, I, I didn't follow his career, like, later on. I know he returned a few times to, you know, WWF and this and that. And I remember hearing about it, re- looking at the video clips, but I wanted to talk about it, like, as as what I saw again, in, like, in the 80s, you know? And and the one thing that, like, it, it's just, I remember, like, like it, it that's the one thing, like, when it came to, to wrestling, like, yeah, throughout the, the 90s, 2000s, like, I followed on until probably about 2001 when I stopped watching them, but the 80s wrestling WWF was huge for me. I mean, me and my older brother, I remember, like, they, like, I was the youngest of the group, and, like, my older brother and all his friends, like, they would order the pay-per-view event. Each of them would bring five bucks put in, so my mom, you know, like, she, they would give it to my mom so she could pay. She was like, I think it was, like, forty nine ninety nine back when, and we would get pizza, and we'd watch the wrestling events, and I, I remember, like, I, 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 I was talking about it. It was, it was, like, when he came out, it was just awesome, but I remember having WrestleMania 6. Like, that year, that that one, that event, like, I remember the pay-per-view, and that was the huge thing, because it was watching, like, who, you know, Hulk Hogan, like, like, it's like, at that time, we still believed that wrestling was real. Like, we honestly did. I remember my dad would flat out say that wrestling's fake, and we would get mad. Like, we would get, like, no, it's not fake! And my dad, he, he was a radio DJ announcer, but for, like, Mexican radio stations and stuff like that, like, in Spanish meaning... Um, but he would go out to Mexico and, and do live events, like the big wrestling events, like as if it would be WWF here, but the ones in Mexico, he would announce them. And I remember he would tell us, he's like, no, these wrestlers are real. And there was actually a report where Hogan wrestled with some of these guys. He's like, I'd never do that again. These guys are like crazier, like wrestlers. And we were like, oh my gosh, they messed up our Hogan, you know? And so there was always love with Hogan. And then out of nowhere, the Ultimate Warrior came about. And that was like, 
whoa, this is the freaking wrestler. He, you know, running out to the ring with his arm up, the, the freaking shredding of the guitars and drums, like, dun, 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 and we're like, ah, we'd like freak out like crazy, would grab the ropes, and we used to do that as kids. We'd have like sleepovers or just watching that event, WrestleMania, and we would pretend we would do that, like, shaking the ropes and all this and that. It was just pure awesomeness. We're like, dude, who is this guy? He was crazy whenever he did his interviews. We couldn't even really understand what the hell he was talking about this guy was pure awesomeness like i remember we didn't even understand who the hell like what that what, what like i am we didn't really know what steroids were we just knew that it was something that makes you buff and we just assumed like oh you, you see those like we, we would say strings because we didn't know what they were like around his arms see that's how he 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 puts them tight so that the steroids build his muscles and make them huge we're like yeah and we didn't realize that it was all like positive like innocent things like you didn't think about it in a bad way you thought of it as more of like yeah, a superhero like strong type of thing like popeye Popeye type of thing, like, yeah. like eat the spinach and then. Yeah, and that's what we saw. Like we we didn't know, like oh, it's bad, you know, and and that's how we saw. It. Like oh yeah, and and I remember even like he there was this wrestler called uh, Papa Chango that well I. I I think it was Shango, but we would call him Chango because <laughs> that's like monkey in Spanish. You're like Papa Chango because that's what it sounded like. As kids, we laughed like ah, Papa Chango. But anyways, I remember he put like a curse on him, and that, there's an interview with Ultimate Warrior. He's talking and out of nowhere, like blood starts pouring from his head. He kind of looks like freaking um from like the Fifth Element thing. Uh, what is it, Zork? Um, uh, no, that's not his name. <laughs> but um, it's like pouring out of his head like that. And we're like, oh, what the hell? Though? And then at one point, he's all throwing up like, Rah! and we're like, Ultimate Warrior, no, he's cursed, you know? And it sucks. And, you know, he passed away. And it's like, man, and I wanted to talk about just like what an impact he had to me because it's like we would mimic his moves. We would just act. And as a kid, like I said, I was huge in the wrestling. And you know what really bothered me though? What? Like my dad told me he was watching like the anniversary or something like that, and he came out with his two daughters, like you know, on his arms. Like, did you see that? Like when he came, like for like the wrestle, was it WrestleMania now? Like I don't know because my dad was watching it. And my dad was, like, he was just saying, like, you know, he was so grateful to be back. And, like, his daughters mean the most to him. He said, I wouldn't trade you both for the world. You guys are better than my, however my career, like, blossomed to be. And he just seemed so thankful. And then two days later, he passes away. Like, that's just insane. And my dad wonders how, like, you know, I mean, I don't mean to go into a whole, like, philosophical, like, serious thing here, but there's so many people who don't deserve to live. And there's so many people who don't appreciate the, the life that they have. And the moment that people, like, you know, really take the time out and show the goodness inside of them, they just die. And it really, it really shows, it really just makes you think how you, you as a person need to change for the better good. You need to appreciate the things in your life, and you need to appreciate the here and now. You know, if something happened in the past, don't stress on it. You know, move on. You're healthy. You're alive. And that's all that matters. And it just it's really sad to see someone such as a person that gives a beautiful speech like that, you know, in front of a whole bunch of people, a legend in the wrestling world. So, yeah, yeah. a lot of a lot of people are saying, like, they, they it was a, a weird speech because it sound the what he said sounded like well like as if he knew he was gonna go like he was gonna die like that's he what was, was walking weird too like my dad said like like when he was coming out like they they he said like he, he, he couldn't even i almost i almost met him uh, last year at this one place called frankincense over here in city of industry in los angeles um 
I almost uh, almost met him, but um, it's not in Los Angeles, people. But that's for those of you who aren't from this area. If I just say Los Angeles, you'll be like, oh, I know where that's at. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so that's why I always label everything Los Angeles. Um, uh, but yeah, he. Uh, I, I was gonna meet him, but I had to work. I was like, ah, Christ, and I wanted to go and meet him. You know, Ultimate Warrior. I'm like, damn, you know that guy. I love this face paint. I love that how it, throughout like the end of the match, a face paint would just rub off, but. I mean, I, you know, I, I wrote this, like, it's, it's sometimes I could just articulate much better when I'm writing, because I'm able to sit there and just write where I'm, when I'm talking, it's just passionate, like, I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm, it's sometimes, like, my words are, are moving faster in my mind, so sometimes, like, I'm like, but I just want to be able to say everything, and, you know, and, and time constraints at time, but I know what, what I wrote, I ended off with, like, you know, and now the warrior is doing his final entrance, his theme song, Blasting in the Clouds. As he runs into the sky, I mean, oh Christ! As he runs into the ring in the sky with his arm up in the air, shaking the ropes one last time, and I said, "Thanks for making my childhood so enjoyable." So yeah, man, freaking. That's so like childhood deep. Like, oh my god! Yeah, it was. It was just. It was so awesome. So that was, in a sense, my shout out to someone that appeared to me in the '80s that just I I I followed through, like you know. For that you know time frame of like me loving wwf and then you know i mean it was good times and you know it was like those moments where you're young and you have your brother and your friends and and we're all just watching wrestling just talking about it the following day like oh did you see this or whatever and like you know believing it was real just being so innocent not knowing but you know it was awesome so yeah so there we go that's my shout out all right renads so what you what you got today? You got you got uh, any fashion? Absolutely not. I figured you know we more dedicate this to more things such as the movie. And do we have Sanchez Records? Well, yes, we do, ladies and gentlemen. Sanchez Records. All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen. This <laughs> this here this freaking Sanchez record. You know we need a theme song. Ready? I don't even know what the hell that was. We've been doing the da 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 da. Yeah, or, I said the fart sound to it at the end. Yeah, or as they call it, the raspberry. That, I don't get how the hell that's called the raspberry, but whatever. Snowsberry, you have heard of a snowsberry? No. <laughs> All right, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, today our film. Tell them what the film is. Our film today is Lost Boys. Yes. Wait, what? <laughs> no. It's Batman, everyone. Yeah. Batman. Batman, ladies and gentlemen. And you don't know which version it is. It's the version in the 80s, probably like the first Batman actual movie. If you don't want to count the one back in like the 60s or, I don't know, like yeah, Adam the West. One where, the one where he's running down the pier with the bomb over his head. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually a good Batman movie. It like, was. I mean, it was fun. It was fun. Like, I, I still watch it. Like, it's it's on, like, some, like, premium channels if you get on demand. Yeah. I just sit there and watch it. Yeah, it's fun. You got all the villains. I mean, they're all come together to try to stop the Batman. Come on. But that's sad. You can't stop one guy and a, his boy Wonder. And, and you, like, supposedly, Why is that like, sad? He's Batman. Of course no, no suppo- one's going to stop supposedly, him. Supposedly, no. like... All these, no. all these people are like really smart people and scientists. Like, do you realize they're like there's some type of like genius, and they can't come up with anything to stop this guy? I'm sorry, but they can't. You know why? Because he's Batman. Because he's Batman. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's true. No one's going to stop the Batman. I don't care what you say. I, I know some comic Batman geeks right now are listening and be like, yeah, but there's this one time that bit and I'll be like, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, right no. Now, Batman <laughs> is the best, all right? But uh, when it comes to the soundtracks, something special happened with uh, this, this uh, movie. There was two soundtracks released for this film. Something that was really unheard of at the time early on. Because it was just like... The original soundtrack idea was this. They had asked Michael Jackson to record... To write and record and, you know, perform the song. So, to do a whole album for the Batman soundtrack, you know. And Michael Jackson had to be like, I can't do it. Why? Because he he was busy with, with uh, touring at the time. Like, he was he was so busy... Um, cause I believe it was cause of, uh, bad, I believe it during that time. So he, he couldn't do it. He had no time to be able to, to do this. So he had to decline and be like, I, I, I can't do it as much as he wanted to. So it's like, imagine, I, I mean, at that time, like, that's the one thing when you, when you think about Michael Jackson, you think of eighties, Michael and imagine what that would have sounded like that. That would have been awesome. Michael Jackson, Batman, like, I don't care, man. That would have been freaking awesome. But instead been awesome yeah instead what we got was prince now i know some of you be like well prince Bert. but i mean this album was a huge freaking hit i mean prince came on board and wrote all the freaking music the only prince thing is just as good prince is just as good of I think. course you know I, and and he i mean he wrote he wrote some freaking songs like and some of the so- music you hear in the movie like like trust so excited not throwing the money you know, like that. <laughs> Remember that? And all the people are dancing. They're like, yeah! And, uh, what did you say? Hubba, hubba, hubba. Money, money, money. Who do you trust? And then, you know. Or, is that I'm giving away free money. Yeah, and then there, there's that, you know. You uh, you also freaking had. Oh, what is the song, Christ? Is it this one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is when they're at the, at the museum. They're all dancing. <laughs> And then they're all chopping up everything. The guy's all doing the ballerina to the painting. You know. I don't like this one, Bob. (laughs) (laughs) And you got some random cholo there with his, like, like, kind of mustache, like, Hogan status, all with the boombox, bald head. And he's like, hey, dog, I got this movie wrote today. I'm going to be with Batman and the Joker. (laughs) 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 You know? And it's just, we, 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 me, Rima or not, we actually had a movie night the other night. We, I, we Skyped it, and I had the the TV put the, and we were watching Batman together, you know. Even though we're miles and miles away, beyond states from afar, but we were watching it. I remember we were just like, it was like Mystery Science Theater. We're like cracking jokes. And that was the one thing that I had never recognized, being like, what is this guy? Because I'm like, is that, I don't think he's white. I honestly think he's like a Mexican cholo. They got off the street. They said, hey, you want to be with the clown? Be like, hey, dog, you pay me. I'll do anything. <laughs> just, yeah, we must have rewinded it like five times because there was like certain, we were catching so many things. And then he's like, hold up. <laughs> like, you just see like him. I'm like, please don't rewind it again. And then he was like, just look. We would catch certain things. It, it was fun. Yeah. Huh? I think I think it's going to be a tradition from now on. I think with every movie that we're going to do, I think we're going to do a science fiction theater thing. <laughs> yeah, we're going to watch. And then just to give you a little cool tidbit, that scene right there. I mean, I know I'm already getting into the movie, but that scene, one, uh, Tim Burton plays one of those thugs that are in the museum with him, with the Joker. I had no idea. I got to go back and look. Really? 
excuse me. Yeah. He's probably the big tall guy that's bald. <laughs> no, but seriously. But like I said, this album was freaking huge. This print album. They released this and and I mean it it, it was. It, it was in the number ones. They had that the if you've ever seen the video, if you haven't, please look it up. It's called Bat Dance by Prince. Look it up. You see you see like all like he's like half Batman, half like freaking Joker. And it looks freaking like he looks weird, but they're all like, you know, bad dance. Yeah, and they play all this samples from the movies and stuff. It's like it's like weird. It's, I don't know what the hell. Watch the video. You seriously got to watch it. But I need to see this video. Yeah, and then there's another song called Scandalous. That was a pretty huge hit, but I'm like, meh about it. But like I said, uh, the main ones that I've heard in the film, I like their... Because it just reminds me of, like, this is where it feels dated. Like, you try to watch it, and you're like, I shouldn't feel dated. But you hear the music, obviously, and you're like, yeah, it's Batman. You know, you got a big boombox, 80s, you know. But it's late 80s. Like, literally the cuts of 1990 you know but this isn't the end of the of sanchez soundtrack you're like all right you got prince but then there was a second soundtrack that's why i said this was really like odd and it was unheard of and what it was was the most one of the most iconic famous scores of all freaking time and you know what the hell i'm talking about it is the danny elfman batman score the theme just for the movie i can guarantee you any you you're just a fan whenever you put batman together even the nolan movies you you and you picture batman you still picture that freaking score the score that the the lead singer from oingo boingo put together come on right now you know you know it come on do it i'm not doing it you're good though no there's no lyrics so i can't really do it I can't do it either. I need lyrics. I'm a lyric girl. You need to do it, sir. I'm challenging him. Just hear that. Like, it's all. And then you hear, like, just the big drums and everything starting to slowly, like, the horns, it's the horns that are kicking in. But then, like, the, the, the drum, the percent, the And that, ladies and gentlemen, you know that theme because that's what they use in the first few seasons of the Batman the Animated Series. Gives you the chills, man. Look at this. Look at this. Just listen. Just picture me dressed up as Batman, Renata as Robin. Yeah, you know, and, and, and just running down the street. Come on. I'm gonna, someone draw that for us. Someone draw me as Batman and Renata as Robin. Please, I really want to see what I look like in tights. <laughs> but yeah, but the thing was, is that at first. Burton almost, oh, I mean Burton, I'm, I'm Elfman almost didn't do the score because the producer, John Peters, was seriously like, I know, this guy, no, he, he didn't seem, he didn't feel, not that he's like, I just don't want him, he just felt like, I don't think he can produce what I want this movie to accomplish, like the music, and so what they had was they op- they recorded the, 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 the theme already, and they played it for him, and Peters was like, never mind, I take it back, go and, and record it, but Peters loved it so much that he loved this music so much. He's like, you know what? We're going to release two freaking soundtracks. We're going to release the score and we're going to release the actual soundtrack with the, you know, all the prints. So we're going to release two. And both were a hit. 
and in this song, like I said, this theme, it just it's just known as Elfman's themes. It's like you got two of Elfman's most famous <laughs> themes that I feel like I mean you're gonna say, Oh Beetlejuice, but no no no. There's two themes that like just forever lasted that you feel like like always it's like it's always gonna relate. Is the Simpsons theme and the Batman theme. Those two themes, like, you know, you're just like, boom, everybody knows the Simpsons theme, everybody knows the Batman theme, you know, and it's always gonna be those two. But yeah, so you had two soundtracks. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen, that is Sanchez soundtrack. Batman original motion picture score and the Batman official soundtrack by Prince. Awesomeness. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think it's time. Is it time? I don't know if I could handle it. Well, it's perfect marking, so let's do this, ladies and gentlemen. It is time we talk Uh about the Batman. Batman. I don't know. I don't know what kind of voice that was. That was, that was a retarded voice. But yes, we're going to be talking about Batman. Yes. I like Batman. Batman. 1989 Batman. Released June 23rd, 1989. Two awesome things happened in June. Literally close to each other. One was the release of Batman. One of my favorite characters in comic of, of just anything in that world. A fictional Batman. And two, my little brother was born on the 20th. Welcome to Intermission. Yeah, Intermission. about that we had a little technical but difficulty <laughs> i ran out of room on the recorder but anyways we are back but once again let's do this right ladies and gentlemen renata take it okay so the moment that we've all been waiting for a movie that i think me and sanch just forgot about but secretly and not secretly like we just absolutely love and adore is batman batman is honestly a just a fantastic movie and it has just it's filled it, it just makes you just go back to every i feel like every time i watch it I, it just takes me back to like when i was little watching it and you're like you know like you sit by the tv when you're little and you like you pretend that you're batman when batman's being up somebody you're like get him get him and you talk to like the tv screen and i still do that today and i get all into it and i don't know like i i wasn't really into comic books when i was younger but like i think as well i think recently well recently honestly like in the past like three years i've been a big comic book person so like and batman has to be my favorite so and actually my love for batman came from that movie and the Adam West series. But we're talking about the Batman movie. So what got you into, like, I mean, did that get you into liking Batman? Or was it, like, something else? Was it a comic book, Sanch? Was it the Adam West series? Or was like it Like, what got me into Batman initially? Yeah, like, like, what really, like, drove your interest? Like, what drove you into just being like, that's my superhero, that's who I love, you know? Um, well, I guess, like, all right. 
he, well, where my initial um, love came... Oh, man, I feel like I have to sneeze. <laughs> Achoo! Uh, okay, well, here's what happened. Like, as a child, like, I saw the Adam West Batman, like, right before the film. Um, when we moved over here to where I'm living, you know, over here, like, the in, in the town... It was um, 1988, so it was a year before Batman, and I remember there was a comic store that was down the street my mom took us in. I knew who Batman was, and those were the only comics I would buy, because that's all I knew. I mean, my older brother was, like, checking out other comics. Like, he knew, he was more like, he would, you know, get, like, oh, get Spider-Man, and, you know, Captain America, Daredevil, Punisher, and stuff. So he was, like, really leaning towards the Marvel, and I was just like... I like Batman, you know, because Batman just, like, looked cool. Like, I knew him as a kid growing up, like, you know, and, um... And, uh, like, I'll, I'll get into all that, like, because I, 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 um, but anyways, uh, there's other stories I want to say about that 80s me, but then where I really, like, started to fall in love with Batman, and it, it had to be, as I got older, when I was able to understand, um, the character, you know, roughly around, like, you know, high school years and stuff like that, early high school years, because, like, you know, the animated series was still going on, it was huge, you know, um, you had the second, you know, version of it. Then came Batman Beyond. But the reason why, like, I was like, I love Batman in that world is because I felt it was the most darkest of all the characters. Like, when, when you would when you would see superheroes, especially, like, when it was in the, the form of, like, Marvel um, and even, like, DC. Like, you would see, like, you always picture superheroes, like, heroes, save the day, and so on and so forth. The perfect man with the perfect hair and the perfect, like, everything to say. Uh, not not just that, but, like, they made, it was always happy, like, oh, you know, you, hey, thank you, Superman, you saved us today, you know, or hey, thank you, this and that, and, like, where, like, I was starting to understand, like, because, I mean, when the animated series came out, I was still young at that time, and I was just still enjoying stuff as a child, but like I said, I, I, I revisited everything as I was getting older, early high, freshman, sophomore years, you know, that's 97, 98, and I started to understand, and I was just like, holy hell, like, the, this character, the, the, the uh, character is the darkest of them all, because he went through hell, like, er, like, like, Batman, he freaking sees his family murdered right in front of him. Like, right there. At that moment is the moment where Bruce Wayne dies. Like, he died with his parents at that moment. Because at that point, he never was Bruce Wayne ever again. Because that's when he devoted his life to being like, one day I'm going to make sure that this never happens to anybody else. So that innocence loss of, I mean, that innocence was gone, was lost. Bruce Wayne died right there with his parents at that moment, and and I and I loved that. I was like, holy hell! Like this character's so dark, and 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 I know that you know, like you could probably throw me other characters. Like, well, what? I mean, no, it's like I mean, even Superman. Like you would try to like people always like over, always try to debate me and be like, well, Superman, his parents are dead. Yeah, but he didn't even know. You know, he honestly had no he, idea. He didn't even know his parents. It, so it, yeah, exactly. It, it was, was a clean slate automatically. Like, I mean, it, it, it like, he just passed her by. I'm like, his parents were murdered, but he didn't technically see. Yeah, because, I mean, Batman, like, let's just say, like, I mean, I, uh, like, Batman, he, he was of age to understand, like, my parents are dead. He's, he wasn't a baby. Like, we're Superman. He didn't even know. He's a freaking baby in a spaceship, and he grew up believing, you know, the Kents were his family, you know? Like, though, the, he believed, or, you know, the ones on the farm, like, that, that that's my mom and that's my dad. Not realizing until much later, oh, wait, what, you're technically, like, in a sense, my adopted family? This is my real family? Wow. 
you know, like, he, he didn't know, so, it's just, like, a bunch of, like, that's why, like, I honestly, like, I, I mean, Spider-Man, too, because he's, he's realistic, because people are like, do you like anybody else from the Marvel world? Spider-Man, because he, he's, he's the only one that he's freaking poor, doesn't really have money, he struggles with having a job, and yet he, he has these powers, these responsibilities, you know, in a sense, like, you know, with great, you know, with great power comes great responsibility, and he, he has to, he struggles to try to do so, that's why those two characters are awesome, because Batman, Everyone says, well, he's just rich, but it doesn't matter because you could give, you know, go give, you know, Bill Gates the same, all the same gear. He'd get his ass kicked the first night. Batman trained for years, and that's why I loved him because when I started learning more, digging deep into the character, I'd be like, wow, like he, he, he devoted his life, his time to become Batman. Like he didn't just like... I'm, I'm rich now i'm gonna just put on a, a a bulletproof you know suit or whatever like how they do in the movie you know like and, and go fight crime no he's like i'm gonna devote my life to make sure that no one no one ever goes through what i grow through and and that's why he like he doesn't deal with guns like it's like hey, we'll talk about that but um it's like that's why i love batman because batman is i always felt like even though he's rich he was the one that felt the most real to me in the sense of a character and the most darkest and then plus in high school i was like a you know rocker goth guy so i was like hey this guy you know this guy's goth if you think about it i love how you label yourself like i mean usually like i don't know if i label myself as a hipster they're like hipsters don't label themselves hipsters you know i mean that's it's what i enjoyed i'm it's like that's what people used to label me. So I'm like, yeah, rocker goth. If I have to put it on something, I to actually better, was like, to better understand. Hipster. With hipsters, just stupid. Like that's that's just something that you don't like. You could go around and say like, yeah, I'm a breaker. You know, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a what are those? You know, uh, I can't even think of the name right now. But a oh, club kid. I'm a club kid. You know, I'm a, oh, I'm a I'm a greaser. You know, that's fine. Hipster is the only one that gets the bad name when you call yourself a hipster. Seriously, hipsters for some reason they're just hated, you know. And 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 and, it, and I guess it's because it's all those who were like just out of nowhere. Like there are hipsters they they became hipsters and now they're like, oh yeah, I dig this. This is cool. You know, it's like it's like oh you, you know you, uh, you I don't know. It's just like hipsters just get the hate. Anybody else? I mean, if you you know like that's why like I'm not goth, but I always got called that. So that's why I always do like rock or goth. Why? Because I love wearing tons of black and I love rock music. So because rocker really isn't a term i guess i mean or uh, who cares anyways um but but yeah batman batman's goth man <laughs> and plus look at his characters he has the most like his rogues gallery is like seriously please give me any other here you know character from the world of like marvel or dc that has these crazy like just villains man i mean the joker Two-Face? I honestly love Two-Face ten times better than Joker. You know, I mean, we got some really crazy characters, but I mean... I feel like every villain that, like, when you put a, a like, when you talk about, like, superheroes and you talk about villains, what do you always lead to? Most of the villains come from Batman mm-hmm. that everybody talks about. You don't hear, like, the like the Hulk or, like, what type of villains are from there. Not even Spider-Man or Superman. Like, they don't, they don't have necessarily, like, really good villains, but every villain, like, if you, seriously, they'll be like, like, I'll give an example. Oh, my favorite villain is, I mean, no one ever says this, but, like, the penguin. <laughs> They're like, oh, where's the penguin from? Oh, it's from Batman. Oh, the Joker. Batman. Two-Face. Batman. Yeah. And even if you want to talk about girls. Mm-hmm. Girls are necessarily, like, villains. I mean, but, like, the best girl villains are from Batman. And they're all from Batman. 
from Catwoman to Poison Ivy to Harley Quinn. I mean... Yeah, the two main ones that I always hear are uh, Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn, both from the Batman universe. And it's sad because Catwoman was, like, the first woman villain, like, in, like, Batman, so... I know no one gives her credit, too, but necessarily, I don't look at her as a villain. I look at her as, like, um... I don't know. Like she, she, she could be a hero and a villain. She, it depends on what her mood is. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's get into the movie actually. I, I, I started realizing somebody's... we're just talking Batman, but we got to get in the movie. All right. Summer of 1989 was a massive, massive summer. If you're a fan of Kevin Smith and you've listened to his podcast, you've heard him over and over talk about this summer. But I'm gonna tell you basically what i saw and then renata would tell you how 1989 was for her oh my god <laughs> <laughs> you, I wasn't you, even a you showed up you showed up uh, um a year later uh, after the second film because mm-hmm. the first film i mean the second film came out in 92 and you were born in 93 so you showed up the second a year after the, the second film but you were around for forever <laughs> i guess yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like I remember, man, I my, my I, I, it sucked because we were late into the game to go see it because it, it was you know I was a kid so it had to be with like trying to go with my parents but it, it was like massive like I remember the not opening weekend but the following weekend we went to you know my aunt's house my tia Chua's house over there and you know in L A and uh, East L A and um my cousin's there and you know i go right over to my cousin and he has like a a, a small chalkboard almost this this the size of this laptop and he's just drawing the bat symbol and i'm like oh what are you doing he's like oh i saw batman this weekend you know i saw it, it was so good oh, i love it you know and i'm trying to draw the bat symbol but i'm trying to draw it perfectly and i remember spending an hour trying to perfectly draw the bat symbol because the wings like the proportions all this and that why but it's just like we just thought it was awesome i remember like i finally got to see it and i was like oh my gosh this is like the greatest movie and i and at that time my older brother was huge into into um baseball cards and i would buy the batman cards and i had the whole set the whole collection every single card of that set that was released i had them all where they're at i guarantee you they're probably still in the box of baseball cards with my brother because he kept them and he would hold them for me so they wouldn't get damaged and everywhere man everywhere you looked everybody was just batman this batman that you would have stuff batman i had stuff batman like my friends were all about batman you would see their folders like that's what was awesome because it finally like it made batman come back in a big big bad way and i remember the the station out here uh one of the the stations uh started showing the classic batman so we were able to see the classic batman again we'd get home from school and boom it's like there it is why because people were so interested in batman batman was freaking huge man like i swear like i loved like everything that came out at that time and the movie but the thing was it's as a kid i loved the film i thought it was great I loved it. I thought it was awesome. And for years growing up, I still believed this movie was awesome. I, th- I thought, like, oh, the Joker, this and that. And then when you got older, you realize, holy hell, how much this movie is like, okay, it's kind of terrible. <laughs> it's sad because, I mean, honestly, I feel like that when it comes to those movies, you have to see them when you're younger. Mm-hmm. Because if you see them when you're older, it ruins everything. Like, I mean, I mean, I necessarily don't think it's a terrible movie. I mean, I mean, if you're a really 
really, if you're just a, a nitpicker at a movie, which I, excuse me, I fucking hate. I hate when people nitpick movies, especially if you're watching them in the midst and they're like, oh, I don't like this part because of this particular scene. It, it's not right. Or I don't like it because of like how the acting is. I don't like, just watch the movie. You liked it the first time. Just keep liking it. Don't. Yeah, nitpick. but see, the thing is, like, you can enjoy a film as a kid, but then when you get an adult, sometimes you could enjoy it more. Or you watch a movie as a kid, and you're like, this movie sucks, or this is boring. And then you watch an adult, and you're like, dude, you appreciate it. You're like, I love it. So you can't base it on like what you are as a kid, because you're a kid. You're not going to fully understand. That's why I love Batman for completely different reasons as a kid than I did as an adult. So you can do that. Sometimes you could even go back and be like, holy hell, this movie's garbage. We were talking about the other day. What was it? Oh, we, we, we dropped dead Fred and how like I, I I thought it was cool as a kid and as an adult I'm like man this movie's boring. The the fact is it's like Batman when we were watching it there were certain scenes that I'm like all right they could do without this it seems boring like and like where the hell is Batman like half the time like they focus like that was the one thing Burton focused so much on the Joker because like he wasn't a comic fan like he he was like oh I love the Killing Joke all right you loved one book but still like. You went out, you know, it's like, just, it's like, you had a hit with Beetlejuice, so they're like, alright, like, it was Pee-Wee's Big Adventure, and then Beetlejuice finally hit, was massive, so like, two movies in a row, so Warner Brothers like, alright, direct this movie for us, go for it, you get the go, and it's like, okay, just because you had two hit films, it, does, it doesn't mean that you're gonna be able to capture, it. it's like, yeah, at that time, it was the best way to put it, but even then, he's like, his focus was all on the Joker, like, that's all it was, like, watch the movie so much is focused on the joker and yeah jack nicholson did a great freaking job i'm not gonna lie most people be like oh okay yeah that was awesome but Heath Ledger, it's like i felt jack I nicholson yeah like i felt jack nicholson was really really doing more of an impersonation of cesar romero when you watch the 1966 batman and then you watch 89 batman look at both of them just look at them and look at the joker you kind of see that craziness that woo over excitement and woo, you know you see that in both. It's just like you get a darker tone with the Nicholson version, obviously, because he's you know you see the more he's insane. But like you get two sides. Like you, it's cool because you kind of get an origin story. Like you see the Joker. He's a mobster. He's he's a normal guy. You know he's not really like crazy and insane. And then out of nowhere, it makes him all insane. Like oh, you know the only issue I really had with that Joker is that I wish Jack Nicholson was lean. Like he was kind of chubby. Like he was. He was, he, you know, he was overweight. Like, that was the only... He was? Huh? I mean, I would... Yeah, but, like, you figure, like, how old was the Joker supposed to be? And, like, how... how? I mean, I, so, I, I think, look, I think he was overweight. He's Clint Eastwood, man. He's an old man, and he's still skinny. <laughs> you know? Like, that's my... Okay, I get you. If we, I, if we want... If I want to talk about issues with the Joker... My my main issue is like I know a lot of people. Here's the thing: people complain about why did get the Joker his name? Wait a minute, the Joker didn't kill Batman's parents. Blah, blah, like so many people complained about this, but Bob Kane created the guy who made Batman. Who without him there would be no Batman. He said, "Yeah, man, I love this," and and he even said in interview interview stating the fact that. If I created the Joker the same time I created Batman, this is what would have happened. The Joker would have been the killer. Not Joe Till. It would have been the Joker who would have killed Batman's parents. And then later on, you know, Joker becomes a Joker. You know, Jack Napier. I don't know. He would probably give him a different name. And that's how he would have... Or maybe it would have still been Joe Chill who became the Joker. That's what Bob Kane. So if the guy who created 
the whole series gave the okay then i'm okay with that for years i hated that but then once you know you do research you read up and you realize that oh okay because it would be like as if you know renata like you create something say you write a story or whatever and then later on like someone you know changes it and you go in and say hey that's awesome you know what? i would have done that if i could have done that you know what that's great you know and people are still like mad it's like why you're the creator you created it it's like people are you know it's like that's the one thing it's like all right but other than that like i just hate that he's overweight that's the one thing i i i'm bothered by the joker his he did a great job of acting we talked about the makeup it was awesome but i don't like that he's overweight do you believe do you, do you believe he should have been like linear and were like skinnier like like yeah. how skinny are we talking like just like thick just the way i mean just leaner like you know like when you see the joker he he look he like whenever you see him in the comics and stuff like that you you notice you, you, think, you think so much of animated series it's, it's no no even in the comics any any version of the joker he's never fat <laughs> he's not overweight he's a skinny guy like the joker is always a skinny guy and with jack nicholson you look at him he's not skinny you know he's not he's overweight there's a purpose for it huh Maybe there was a purpose. No, because it was just Jack Nicholson. It was just his body type. They, they could have told him to lose weight. They told after yeah, told right. Him. They, he was like, they they were like fighting to get him to be in this movie because that was the thing. And I think it was finally when uh, Burton met with Nicholson and they went over the script and this and that. And he's like, all right. And then that was the one thing. Jack Nicholson said, okay, I'll do this movie. But he did like a little special deal where he gets a, a cut of the profits where like. The, the movie stars usually do this. Like, I know one of the most recent ones that was huge and famous was Robert Downey Jr. Speaking of other comic book movies, wh- where he did that, where, like, I think it was, like, he took a pay cut, where, like, and that's what they do, but they'll take, like, all right, a percentage of the film. And it's, like, when you take a pay cut, that means you you initially, like, you do the movie almost free. And if the, and if the movie's a hit, boom, you'll bank a massive amount of money. And uh, so that's really what I think that's what uh, even Schwarzenegger did that on like twins with Danny DeVito and all them. They're like they take a pay cut, basically shoot it for free. And if the movie's a profit, that's how they get paid. And and for the longest time, Jack Nicholson, I think probably still had made has been paid the most. I think like as if they paid the way he got paid was like 60 million dollars for just doing what he did with his deal. And and Nicholson, like, that's why, like, if they're trying to get him, they're not going to be like, all right, we want you in the movie, but you know what, lose weight. He's going to be like, get out of here. Yeah, right. But, yeah, you know, I don't know. I mean, that's all I, uh, about Joker, that's my only, my only issue was that. And then, and why the hell would he kill his friend at the end of the movie? Let's talk about the movie. The hell ah. with the outside of it. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, in real life, that was his friend. He was like, I, I hire him. I want him to be in the movie. So they said, all right, yes, Mr. Nicholson, you know. Hey, where they get a load of me, you know, however the hell he sounds, you know. Renata does a good impersonation of Jack Nicholson. Um, but, but yeah, like that's that we were watching it. And we're like, really? Why would you kill your friend? Like he did nothing. He did nothing. Shoot the guy. Shoot the cholos. Shoot someone else, man. Shoot the guy with the Asian guy with the swords. Like, why would you shoot your buddy? Because you're mad. Because it's 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 to prove that he's insane. Anything off the whim that he does is crazy. Shooting your best friend. That proves the insanity is getting more and more. I don't know. Like, I, that's the one thing. It didn't seem like he was really that insane in the movie. Because 
He had a friend, someone he connected with. That's why you he, need Harley Quinn. He didn't, he didn't really connect. He, he treated yeah, he did. every time he, he didn't treat he him treated Bob like like shit. When when name a scene, except for when he shoots him. Name one scene where he treated him like crap. But it's not like a, a consigliere. Like he he treats him more like Bob. Do this, Bob. Do that. Like, Lies. You know? He's like it when. When would he be like, go do this, go do that? He would be like, you would tell him, like, go find out who this person is, you know, and, you know, Bob, you got those things for me, you got those pictures, you know. Yeah, when he's go shooting the photos and he, he's all cutting out the pictures, he's specifically talking to him, opening up, being like, about this woman. Like, yeah, I think we should get this girl. Like, he, it's like, he's, it's, it's almost like the, this character became like Harley Quinn, because that's why, like, Harley Quinn is perfect because, yeah, he, he Harley Quinn is treated like crap, but at the same time, it's the only person that gets the Joker. Like, I, I guarantee you, I mean, there's one comic book where they did that where where you see a one single shot of it, like one panel of it, and and, and the, the guy who created it, uh, who created um, freaking, um, what was it? Bruce Tim, right? Yeah, or is it Paul Dean? I'm, I'm so not, no, yeah, Bruce Tim. What am I saying? Um, who created Harley Quinn? Freaking when you when when you see that, you know that. Well, fuck! I, I just got all lost. <laughs> Think. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. All right, you keep going. Uh, I can't really continue off, but I mean, like, I mean, I, I truly feel that. Like if if he was Bob's right hand man, Bob would have had him more better. Much. Like much job, just like he he would have been just chilling with him at the table, not doing shit for him. Like you know that that he, that's what the other goons are like paid to do or not paid. <laughs> like I I don't even know. Like if you're if you're like a a minion or like something like that. If you're like a goon that like follows a villain, like do you get paid? Like, or do you just there because you feel like that you want to be accepted? Like, I, I realize that. Like, like all these people follow this, like, like one villain. I mean, they, do they get paid or do they not get paid? Well, that's the thing. Why would you want to even work for the Joker? Like, that moment. You might want like, to feel accepted? Im, Im, no, 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 no. Here's the thing. Imagine I'm that, look, that scene again. It's the party scene where they got Princess Trust playing in the background. They release the gas and he's like, he took my balloons. We're talking about, you know, he gets all mad, right? And, you know, Batman flies away, takes away the balloons, does that famous freaking scene, the most iconic scene where they used that image for the score, the Danny Elfman score, where the, the you know, the freaking bat plane flies up into the sky, you see the moon, and then it falls. You know, and you're like, oh, that was the, the, seriously, I think the whole film, that's the best scene. But aside, yeah, when we were watching the movie, he was like, oh, my God, best scene ever. <laughs> as a kid, imagine that. Like, like, come on, think about it. When it comes to movies, there's there's always every now and again, there's a movie that has some iconic scene. Something something that's just, like, awesome from the films. If you want to talk Nolan's movies, from all three of them, only one scene, everybody's like, oh, my gosh. And it's the pen trick. I mean, it's the, the pencil trick where he's like... Why not say magic trick? You know, and then he puts it, ta-da! You know, it's gone. You know, and that's always <laughs> the scene people talk about. That whole thing is that damn scene, and that—that's what I felt that moon scene was. He—it's just it's a flying that goes up, you know, and then it comes right back down, and 
and it's like holy hell i i was sitting back and i realized oh, i probably can't even hear me that well but yeah like you're like holy hell and that that was cool but going back to your question that you had asked me renata like i mean not yet that i had asked you and you were trying to explain but like that moment all those guys they have machine guns they have all these guns and they just saw the joker kill his best friend as what how they see it because this guy was like his right hand man they're always together they were friends they were even friends when they were mobs like he still remembered them so he wasn't that crazy they're you know they hung out together and then Bob i was would... the one that tried to steal mrs wayne's necklace so like when when you know bruce and his parents were just about to get murdered they it was more of a robbery there, there was no there's not supposed to be any killing it was just to be a robbery yeah well, so, I, I, I love, I love the voice. Um, I mean, I'm the voice. I love that guy, that, that, the young freaking Joker, Jack Napier. Yeah, I love, he, he looked like the Joker. Yeah, he, he really did. Like, cause I, I like, I didn't think of him as the Joker. I just saw like, wow, he really looks like Jack Nicholson, like a young, like, like a young version of Jack Nicholson. Like, I don't know, like not Joker, but like, I was just like, oh, look. That's a good young version of what's his face. Like when I watched it, I was like, "Oh, pretty good." But he looks—he looks—he looks great. He—he he looks freaking like ah. Uh, His—he does that smile, and you know, you ever dance with the devil in a pale moonlight, and you see that smile. That looks freaking awesome to me. I was like, "Holy hell!" That—I mean, that's cool to me. I mean, I thought that right there is the Joker. That right there, I'm like, they should just use that guy. And initially, I don't know if you know who this is, but you would know a character is. There's an actor called Brad Dorf. Uh, he um he did the voice of Chucky in Child's Play. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That that actor he was initially the guy who freaking Tim Burton wanted to play the Joker. I, I mean, this guy just listen listen to Chucky, hear the voice, the laugh, just that sinister laugh. The like he, that that could have. I mean, he probably would have changed it a bit. That that could have been Joker. I think you know he was lean too at that time. He was lean. You know, he. I think he would have pulled off, but he, this was literally like I think it was late last year or earlier this year. It may have been earlier this year. There was an interview, and he he actually just revealed it that yeah, Burton wanted him, but the studio said no. We want someone a big name actor. We need someone big. We need someone massive because they wanted to go down the route again of what they did with um with what's his name? Who's the Godfather? What's his name? The the Marlon Brando? Yeah, like how they did with Superman. They had him, so boom, they went, you know, freaking Nicholson. So that's why he didn't get cast. But if if if, if Burton had his way, this is who would have been initially the Joker. And then the look, he's lean, he's not overweight, you know. And they even, when Nicholson said no, they threatened him with Robin Williams. They, they said, all right, well, we're going to give the part to Robin Williams. They even went to Robin Williams, and Robin Williams just set to do it. And once... Jack Can you Nichols. imagine Robin Williams playing the Joker? That's just like... I mean, who mm. knows? It would have been Mork at that time because that's all we knew him as the 80s. Like, you know, but he wasn't overweight then. He was skinny. Like, who knows? I mean, maybe he could have done a good job. Like, we, we all know Robin Williams can act. Like, he's he can do both, you know? We've seen him do serious. We've seen him do funny, you know? And we know he can act. So, he, man, who knows? But it just sucks because once Nicholson said like alright I'll do it they're like they just push Robin aside and Robin got pissed because he felt like he was used just to be like to trick Nicholson into doing yeah, the movie like a threat. yeah and, and they they wanted him to do 
the Riddler, and he said no. He was still pissed off because they're like, you guys use me. Like, until you guys apologize to me, F you guys. I'm like, I'm not going to do this. So, I mean, and Kiefer Sutherland, and he was supposed to play Robin. That's one thing. If you watch his, like, you know, I, I, I can't remember, John Lifkin or whatever, the, the guy who reads the cards and asks questions, he, in one of it, he talks about that. He says, one of my regrets is saying no to Batman. And they're like, you know, and he says that, that what he pictured, because like I said, that's the first time we saw Dark Batman. Before that, all we knew was the TV show Batman. So when they asked him to play Robin, Kiefer Sutherland said, no, like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't know. Tights? Hell no. I'm not going to do this. So he said, no. And he, they offered it to him. They're like, oh, you want to do it? So once he said no, at that point, they started focusing on the storyline. They're like, because Robin was supposed to be featured. If you watch the DVD uh, special feature or the Blu-ray that they released, uh, like the special editions later on, they have a storyboard sequence where where freaking Batman is chasing, you know, the Joker. And the Joker goes through a park, like Central Park or whatever. And he be, of what he does, like his Robin's family falls and dies. So Robin goes after him and tries to kill the Joker and that's how they kind of connect and so in part two they they be one you know whatever um but yeah but because keith or something like opt out of it they probably started like all right we don't have a star attached to it so but if he would have said yes they were like all right we got a big star you know and and a year before I mean, two years beforehand he did lost boys lost boys was a huge hit so of course they would have been like yeah we got to make sure we write this role in there for keith or something so it could have been a totally different movie and it's a lie bill murray was not going to be batman he he was interviewed a few years back and he said, "Well, I, I, that's what I hear, you know." And he he if he would have said, "Yeah, that's what happened," but he even flat out says, "No, that didn't happen." <laughs> yeah, but like, okay, now I have a question. Yeah. Do you think that Muggle Keaton played an awesome Bruce Wayne and Batman, or Bruce Wayne and Batman? Well, before I answer, because I feel like I'm I'm like totally taking over this podcast. I know. Well, you're excited. There's no reason for that. Yeah. Well, no. It's just because, like, I, I, I mean, I want you to talk to fans. Want to hear you? They're not tuning in just to hear Sans. They want to hear your voice. They want to hear your accent. So, <laughs> so let, let's okay. let's hear. I, I've talked plenty. I mean, hell, we, we've already gone a, a whole half hour just talking about Batman. So let, let's let's hear what <laughs> Renata has to say. So, so like, you 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 know what? Come on, tell us about the movie. Like what you hated what you loved like what did you see come on like i mean go for it come on um well i mean i really don't have much things bad to say about it i i just overall like you know as i said before my father was just a big influence in my movie um genres and collections and he did. He did introduce me to Batman, and it was on VHS, and I remember, <laughs> like you, and it was the symbol, uh, you know, like the original Batman symbol, and it had the Joker in the background, and I, and I, I was actually, I was more curious about the Joker than anything, because I was like, Dad, because I, I was, I was scared, but then again, obsessed with clowns or just people that just had weird makeup, you know, just, just something that catched my attention, and I was like, Dad, who's this? And I'm like. Well, Renata, I suggest that like, you watch the movie and then you tell me who that is. So I was like, okay. And I was That's curious. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I just wanted to say it. And then I was a little, like when I, when I first watched, I was a little creeped out because it was so dark. And I, I just, I wasn't used to that whole yeah. like, type of thing. And it, it was just like, it's just the way that like the Joker like killed and how cynical he was. But then as I got older, I, 
I started to love it. Like, I, I just became so obsessed with sarcastic or corny or just, like, dry lines that people say. Or, and, and it's just, and those are mostly, like, the lines that I do say of any type of movie. And people are like, there's so much better lines than that, Renata. You can come up with so much better. And I was like, yeah, but those are the lines that make me laugh. Because when I was younger, I didn't understand them. But when you're older, you understand them perfectly clear. And it's like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> it's like that yeah. like that recollection like oh my god that was a great line but i i had an obsession with michael keaton i thought michael keaton in that was very handsome i i i think he was just a dashing bruce wayne and batman i think he was the best out yeah. of all people that played batman like people will disagree people will definitely say um either george clooney like was a good bruce wayne who the hell would say oh wow Oh, well, I, I, as Bruce, okay, uh, we're talking, Bruce, and you know what? Not I'm, that and Bruce Wayne. Just Bruce Wayne, yeah, because he was a terrible bat, because he didn't even change his voice. But yeah. as a, a suave, like, playboy, I mean, George Clooney looks like he's Bruce Wayne now, you know? Like, he's just the way he is. He's a, he's a good-looking man, gets all the ladies, you know? Like, he's, he's suave. Hot, he's a gentleman's he gentleman, in a sense. Oh, no, that's a butler. But, yeah, <laughs> like, I think, you know, I, uh, yeah, I mean... So you know what I don't I don't out of all of them, I I really don't have any disagreements of like who was the worst one. I think they all did their their best, you know, at it. Like, so, but you say Michael Keaton. Yours is your favorite. Michael Keaton, I think, was the perfect double threat because there's no triple threat because it's only Batman and Bruce Wayne. But I mean, like, I really think he. And I, I love the way he played it because Bruce Wayne. I I know like the way that Chris Nolan's you know Bruce Wayne like he was a real playboy he had two girls in both arms, but I loved how modest Michael Keaton played the part. Like you could tell that like his obsession with money and women wasn't the deal. It was more like I mean he did ha- he did he fought he fell in love with Vicky, but it was more like I don't know it it was just more. He was more humane and... Yeah, right. Uh, he, the, the, the first date, he's already getting laid. But she was obsessive. It's not like he was trying to go for her. Like, he, he, he tried his best. Like, he was quiet. Like, he was really humble. Like, like in the dinner scene. I like, know that's like, not his game. He's like, all right, I'm going to be all chill, reserved. You know, have have Alfred talk about me as a kid. You know, get her little tickly in her in her underpants, you know, next thing you know, boom. She's doing the walk of shame. Well, I mean, she, she was obsessed with him. Like, like she had this, uh, from the very beginning, before he played the game, as you call it as, which I don't think he played the game. I think he was just, he was just being himself. Because when was the last time that, like, I mean, like, it it came to show that he really never was on a date, like, like, in a very long time. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like he, like he, he, he didn't talk as much, you know. And and he was like, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Like you know, like he didn't realize some things that he did, and he was really cute about it. I don't know. Maybe but he, that, he was. It's because he's acting. That's the thing, though. You know, this is why you've seen Kill Bill, right? Yes. The second Kill Bill. This is the. Oh, God, drives me freaking crazy. I, I wish you Kill Bill. I love the series. I hate. I hate when people try to be like, "This is why Superman's the best," and they give you that stupid analogy of, or whatever that whole dialogue of like what Bill says about Superman and why he he's wasn't freaking. trying to say that at all. 
It was all about just being a person. It was all about. No, 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 no. But what he. I, no, this is what people say. He's not saying like. But he does. Like, this is why, you know, Superman is better. You know, because he talks about how Superman, how like. You know his his alter ego or whatever the you know his secret identity is you know like where he's saying like it's Superman is the real person and Clark Kent is you know the the freaking the secret identity you know and he has to hide and, or act and that's the fake blah 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 and I'm like no I'm like that's so BS I'm like one Quentin Tarantino hates comic book movies like he just hates comics in general like he's not a comic reader he doesn't like like they ask him would you be batman you know he's like oh, why I'm, I'm not a fan of that like what the hell so it's like but obviously he's, he's, he's writing the whole comic book thing but here's the thing though he, he it's it's bs because yeah that's how clark kent is it's clark kent is the real is the fake it, it, he's he's acting he has to act okay and superman is who he really is because that's who he's from his planet but when it comes to bruce wayne bruce wayne is the fake they they really I think Nolan captured that the most because because uh, freaking Batman is who he is. That's why Bruce Wayne died when he was a child. I said that like way in the beginning. Bruce Wayne is dead, so he has to act like he he's a snob. He's a rich playboy, gets all the ladies, and that's what they did in the in in the Nolan movies. Like you see that especially in Batman Begins. He's like, I gotta go out, make an appearance. I gotta do this and that, like act like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna buy this building, and he gets in the, you know, the girls get in the water, the fountain, and yeah, you know, swimming, and and he has to do that. But that's not him. That's fake. The real person is Batman, because every time Batman is always Batman's always on. Batman's always on. He every time you know he meets like Bruce Wayne, you know, meets someone inside he's batman he's measuring up this person seeing who he's about everybody he's always like detecting he's a detective non-stop always looking that's why he it's really hard for him to have a relationship because he's always focused on what's going on but the bruce wayne has to act i gotta act like i don't care i'm gonna get drunk i'm gonna party when he goes out and people assume he's drunk he's faking it he's somehow slipping or maybe he put some weird toxins so he can't get drunk or something so you know and so he could fake it so in that moment something needs to happen boom he's out that's what it is in the in the, the dark night when the joker pops out he you know bruce wayne disappears and then he's all you know guys like, hey, where you're going he grabs the shotgun punches him in the face takes it apart keep walking like and you know the couple hey hey wayne <laughs> yeah he's like oh cool he has a panic room hey wait a minute you know i don't know i think that was the the best bruce wayne had to be in the nolan world i think except for the third uh-huh. film that was trash that was garbage but the first two were good um but uh, as actor wise i mean i like Keaton. everyone hated him you know like at that time like just the way everybody's giving so much hate on the teenage mutant ninja turtles same thing happened with that when when people found out they it was like over fifty thousand letters from fans writing dc saying uh no dc or 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 warner brothers one of the two i can't remember right now uh saying you guys are what what you guys are crazy like are you serious like you can't have him as batman like you guys are nuts you know so yeah yeah i i i i don't know i mean michael keaton i just like i love i just I, i think that's even though that's technically what not who Bruce Wayne is because Bruce Wayne is dead and he's trying to play this character off but I like the humble Bruce Wayne I don't like that whole like even though um what's his face um Christian Bale I, even though he's really hot like I, I don't know I mean 
Oprah's oh like everybody who plays Batman is hot, but like the way that he portrayed it, he was just hot. I don't, I don't know. I, I really I really don't know what to say at this point in particular. I, Michael Keaton will forever be just my best Bruce Wayne Batman, hands down. Because and I'm done. you you like the fake version of Bruce Wayne because Bruce Wayne's not really like that. Um, but you know, like all the humble, I'm a you know, like that's not Bruce Wayne, but. Well, the way they did it for the movie, okay, you know, because maybe they got to make him lovable, you know? Like, if you watch him in The Dark Knight, he's kind of an a-hole. Like, you, you know, it's like, he was kind of, like even, even in Batman Forever, he was kind of an a-hole. Um, but yeah, okay, well, I mean, that's cool. So, so like, that's how you, you know, I mean, hell, it's like, again, it's your decision, you know, someone probably listening disagrees with you or something, but it, I mean, hey, it's... You, you, it's your opinion. You're, you're like, yeah, Michael Keaton all the way. You know, and that's that's the greatest Batman of all time. He is. He's yeah. a drink though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There, there, I mean, there's there, there's there's a lot. You know, this movie won an Oscar. I mean, I think it was for like all the the set design and all that by Anton uh, First. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce his last. I don't know. I always butcher everything. Um, that guy, he did you know the whole setup and everything, and I believe that's what won the Oscar. And that's really because of the way he made like Gotham City look gothic, you know, like in that the way that all like how it was just designed. The comics adapted that and said, "All right, this is how our world is gonna look." It wasn't until No Man's Land once that happened, you know, obviously the, the massive earthquake destroyed almost the whole entire Gotham City, so a lot of the old buildings just fell apart. So then. You know, they announced the new 52, so, you know, Gotham is different. But, but yeah, you know, even David Cronenberg was, they, you know, they offered him to direct. And if you know who David Cronenberg is, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> imagine that Batman movie. That would have been awesome, you know. So, so yeah, um, there, I mean, there's there's so much stuff. But, like, I, I, I mean, I don't want to talk trivia anymore. I mean, I do want to talk. time. Quote time. Quote time. Quote time. Well, I wasn't going to do quotes yet. I just want to talk about, um freaking billy d williams man he was supposed to be two-faced you see him in the movie and then he's not in the movie like they they, they end up going with Tommy Lee jones in the sequel they didn't even use him i mean that kind of sucks but uh i guess the last thing I'm, i'll have to say before renata's quote time is um freaking i hate commissioner gordon i hate commissioner gordon in in these movies why because he's like <laughs> He's very much like the the nineteen sixties like Batman like the that version of like he's just he's like he doesn't come off as the Commissioner Gordon you want to see even at the time in the comics like he was so like I'm just a bumbling like fat man like oh Batman you know and even when they continued using him later on in the films at that point they changed Commissioner Gordon why couldn't they change him then and nope he stayed the same same actor and you know it's just like what the seriously but there is a cool thing that that happened that batman begins did there is a flashback scene where you see commissioner gordon as a young police officer you know uh comfort bruce wayne after his parents were killed and and it's kind of supposed to show you the bond between the two but they ended up taking that out of the movie and then they ended up using that scene later on in batman begins and they do that work. You see young Commissioner Gordon, he, you know, he kind of puts the, the coat around Bruce Wayne, you know, and says everything's going to be all right or whatever. Um, and they bring it all back to, like, the third film. They, they talk about that. 
and um yeah it's just like freaking like the even the comics like oh that's cool and they kind of adapted that too they're like hey like let's connect like you know the two like let's put them all together and and, and I mean, it's, it's pretty awesome. That's the only thing. I mean, they're, they're I mean, hell, we're, we're, this is going to be a long episode again because there's so much. Sometimes, I, you know, I mean, we might end up just taking out like some of the beginning. We probably would just get right into it before we get into it a half hour. But because we have so much to talk about our favorite movies, I don't even think we could really do that. So I think from now on, we'll probably like, we'll spend the first like 10 minutes just either doing shout out, soundtrack, or whatever, and then boom, get right into the movie. Because there's yeah. no way we could fit it. But anyways, so that's so go for it. You have your your songs you want to sing, or what? What was it that you're gonna so, do? Quote time, quote time, quote time. Right, go for it. Quote us away. Well, I like quotes. I'm a, I'm a quote queen. That's actually a pretty cool quote queen. But like um, QQ. Um, but everything I just love lines in general from any type of movie that I'm interested in and. When me and Sanch were watching Batman, like there there would be a scene that I would I would just know that's coming up and I would say it early, and he would sometimes like look and be like, like give me that look like don't do it, like <laughs> just just watch the movie. I noticed that you're like give me that whole like what are you doing type of look, and I'm like I don't know, just doing line, but like but then again we both laugh at the same time with certain scenes. But before I get into my favorite lines, even though, like, you've been talking the whole time, I really don't care. But what's your lines? Like, what what, what, what lines get you in Batman? What like, lines? Yeah, like, quotes. Like, um, I don't know. I mean, there's not really any quotes that at all stand out to me in, when it comes to the Batman. The or, like, Batman. stuff that makes you laugh. Or stuff that just, like, is like, oh, my God, like, that, that makes me laugh all the time. Well... I mean, I guess stuff that, like, seemed, like, awesome um, at the time when you were a kid was, like, stuff that was memorable was, like, I mean, it was more, like, scenes that fit that, like, like, the word is you get those wonderful toys. Like, that was cool because it's just, like, yeah, man, you're seeing Batman use gadgets. Like, this is freaking awesome. Like, real cool gadgets, you know, not, like, here's uh, some shark repellent, Robin, you know, like, no, this is, like, freaking, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Uh, oh, and then also, too, like, I remember when you're, when he's, like, you know shields and then the cars you know and you're like oh dude what the hell is that that was freaking awesome you know oh you know i guess only one, you know what no one i kept saying when we we're watching i, I don't know was, i i, I kind of got lost because even earlier i'm trying to talk about freaking harley quinn and i for some reason i had a brain fart and i couldn't even decide on was it paul dini or bruce team who create bruce tim that created harley quinn and freaking they both did I'm, I'm a moron and i didn't even finish talking about that whole joker and harley quinn blah 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 anyways um but there was a line. Remember, I kept saying, it. He's "Like if you gotta go, like my, you know, like my, like my plastic surgeon always says, if you gotta go, go with a smile, you know." And I, I was like, "Yeah," and I kept saying that when we we're watching the movie. I kept saying that. So I guess that is the line I do enjoy. And and I mean, even for the longest time, like I always envisioned myself like if I, I, I don't get in fights, but if I did, like I would do that. Like if I knew the guy was bigger than me and like he wanted to fight me, and and like if he was if he was like gonna punch me i put my you know i had my glasses like he's like you wouldn't hit a man with glasses would you and he probably punched me and then <laughs> i'd wish i'd have like chatters in my pocket and be like ah, ah, and then just spit them out <laughs> you know um uh there's like stupid stuff i guess i'm starting to remember now uh when he's yeah. with the, the gargoyle 
and he's like laughing. He's like, ah, and he looks at the gargoyle. He's like, what are you laughing at? You know, and <laughs> stupid stuff like that. He does a little butt dance when he's right there, and he's all falling. But um, other than that, there's really no other lines. I mean, you know, there, I guess I could think of. Um, the, I mean, the most famous one I would have to say is, "Where did they get a load of meat?" You know, there's that line. But that's it. Yeah. I, I love um, most of my lines do come from Jack Nicholson because it, it's just because it, he's the Joker. I mean, like, and I crack up over certain things, but like some of the puns and just sarcastic and I don't even think they're sarcastic. I just think that they're just like corny, like jokey lines that like people don't necessarily laugh at. But when it's like out there and it, I just I find it funny, like. There, I was I was on Instagram and I and I told Santa this like um, I think I was talking to a Latino and we were and he was you like were saying talking to a Latino ill oh. ill I thought you were like I was just talking to a Latino I'm like oh, I'm <laughs> talking to one right now <laughs> hey dog what's up mate what are <laughs> Latino <Yeah. laughs> male and um. We were talking, I, I put a post up of how, like, the weather is just so great in Philly now. And it was the picture of when the Joker does that commercial, love that Joker, and he's, like, on the fake beach, and he has, like, the pelican on his, like, uh, yeah. thing. And we were, like, to make, we were talking about lines, and one of the lines that we talked about, like, you don't start to realize how fun it is until you get older, is where he's in the art museum, and he corners Vicky, and he, and he starts, and it's more like he's, he, he just is trying to mess with her, and she says, you're insane, and he's like, oh, I thought it was a Pisces, and I'm really into horoscopes, so when you're old enough, and you start to, like, understand certain things, you're like, haha, that was funny, like, you know, that was a good one, and I, I, I thought that, that part was pretty funny, and, um, gathered and then he was well what was the other part oh my god where he he's he's also with vicky again and he talks about how he he threw his girlfriend out the window or he said he she threw herself out the window and he says sometimes when you make an we need to make an omelet sometimes you have to make scrambled eggs or something like that oh nerd he's like i I forget it oh my god you gotta break a few eggs and then he breaks the mask and then she's like "Ah!" she screams for no stupid reason but I honestly, like, what I found what was pretty interesting, and I, I don't know if you get this, I mean, like, just getting off quotes for a second, but um, the part where, like, she sprays the water in his face and he covers his eyes and he oh, says, yeah. like, something like boo just scares the living shit out of her. Like, you know, I mean, like, why would you get scared? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you could have said something else. Boo. Like, like they had to put the boo well, in there. Did, she screams a lot. She's she- like- <laughs> I know, like, why? I don't know. Oh, you know what's another line that's awesome? Is when he's like, when stupid Bruce Wayne is in the apartment building. That's the dumbest scene ever, seriously. Like, Bruce Wayne, you're stupid. You got a little bit of, like, a a, a silver tray. What if the bullet would have... You don't know what type of gun he has. If it was a stronger gun, he had a little gun. If he didn't have that, he had a stronger gun. That thing would have shot right through that stupid scene. Bruce Wayne, you're a moron at that point. That was a dumb Batman. But and then plus, what if he shot you in the face? You know. Yeah, <laughs> Anyways, when he gets, he's like, you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. You know, and it's just like you hear a little bit of Beetlejuice in that that yell. I always like that line. That's the one where you know, I'm, it's like, uh, one day again, if someone wants to get crazy with me, that's what I'm gonna do. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. <laughs> <laughs> like, <Come> the, the <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk? 
<laughs> I'll do Beetlejuice line right there. Come on, man. You want a little toy? <laughs> you know? But, uh, but yeah, you know, there's that. You know, you, you know, you ever dance with the devil on a pale moonlight? You know, I, I as a kid, I thought that was scary. Because it said devil in, the, in it. And I was like, oh, that's, that's evil. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I played... <laughs> when you're a kid, you're like... Oh, Christ, you know what? I, I mean, F it. I'm just going to cut this episode into two parts. Um, because it's our, we're almost at an hour. And then we started recording a half hour in from the first half that we lost. I'm not it lost. It just proves how much we love movies. It just... About Batman. Because there's so much we can talk about. Because I hate... Like, honestly, Renata, like, this is the one thing I can't stand. One is you... No, I just can't. Um, no, but, <laughs> but seriously, I hate when, like, I listen to the episodes because I'm editing and stuff. And I'm like, oh, crap. We totally left that out. We totally left... I'm like, oh, I forgot to say this. I forgot to say that. And sometimes, like... I feel like for our fans, like, I want them to hear everything. Sometimes, like, oh, man, I was left out. I know they would have loved to hear this or they would have loved to hear that, you know. And, and sometimes I feel that way. Like, like I, I, I kind of rushed. Like, I, I didn't really get into the whole Billy D. Williams as Two-Face. I just kind of rushed it in there, you know. Like, I mean, hell, I was trying to talk about, like, the Joker and his personality. And I kind of started talking about, you know, I went off track. I started talking about Harley Quinn. And then I, I had, like, a horrible brain fart. I'm like, I don't even know where I'm going anymore. And I tried to dig right back because I'm... I'm focus on the time that it threw me off but i mean there's so much like like you brought up that when you're bringing quotes and it made me think of that scene like that's such a stupid scene where it's like dude what were the chances that the joker could have had a powerful gun he could have had a gun shot you in the stupid face like you're a moron what was his intention like trying to like shoot him and then escape last minute like i I, like i don't know what was his intention was like was he purposely trying to make a fool out of himself like, like he had that whole planned out. Like, he had the, he had the thing ready in his hand, and he was, like, telling that story. He was like, he's like, I know who you are. You know, there's yeah. there's this guy, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, you're right. What what was, I mean, even now I'm watching it, like, was his point to be, like, I'm going to pretend to get killed so that the Joker, like, what if Joker would have kidnapped her? Like, that's what's weird. Joker left, and then she looks in the box and freaks out like ah! again she screams and passes out with the the but <sighs> she just like passes out but what was the purpose of that and that whole scene like why joker did not kidnap her and yet he kidnaps her later on in the movie well, you... what was well, yeah and what was also like joker's intention coming to the house was he trying to like he wasn't trying to woo her or maybe he was he but... was but why like he did nothing like there was no purpose like what what was the point of like I'm gonna. I'm Bruce Wayne. I'm gonna pretend to get killed, and then it's like really. And then like I don't know. I mean, I I love the way Joker leaves. Like when he walks out, he goes la da da. Then you know you go blow. Like that's cool. Like I love that. That part made me laugh. That's so Joker. The commercial that they did. That that's freaking. You know, that's Tell Joker. Your story. Again. Well, you know how Joker, like, every time, like, he has the, the shopping cart, and he's like, la, da, da, you know, and he's all kicking his legs up, like, da, da, and at work, I, I, whenever I'm, like, I have, like, these carts that I fill up with all the merchandise that I gotta refill the floor with, usually when I'm pushing the cart, I just picture myself as the Joker, I always do it, I'm like, ah, da, da, da. <laughs> And I just do his little like dance, you know. Then, you know, that's my Joker, or whatever. Is that what the ladies say? The models? 
Love that joke. Yeah, I love that joker. There you go. I <laughs> picture that. Like, I got some model cardboards next to me doing that. Love that joker, you know? And um, <laughs> But I always do that stupid dance because then I like that. Like, that's joker right there because when you watch the animated series, you know, there'd be, you know, Batman and Robin are watching the holiday special and out of nowhere, here comes the joker. Yeah. You know, Christmas with the Joker, you know, and do, 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 you know, and this and that, and it's like that was cool with like the Joker, and I like that they would do that. And then you see for a split second after that commercial, you see a, a cool comic rendition of the Joker's head spinning for for like maybe uh, like two seconds, and you're like, oh, that's awesome. And on the jackets, right there, you see the jackets on um, patches, you see a cool version of the Joker, like, oh, that's yep. awesome. It's like I like that. Um, but that's the one thing, like, bam, Batman, there's so much awesomeness. I didn't even get to talk about, I mean, we, we always go, my brother, because that year was so huge of June. Um, actually, this part got cut out because I was talking about it, and then this is where we lost it. Um, like, I, I was trying to say this, you know, trying to be funny, but I was being serious. Like, two awesome things that happened in 89 were, you know, the birth of the new Batman, the whole craze of Batman, and my little brother was born the same year, so it was, like, two awesome things, but Aww. going back to my older brother, because it was so huge, that year, he was the Joker for Halloween, the the, the Batman, 1989 Batman Joker, he had the whole costume spray-painted. You gotta painted. put that picture on a... Oh, we don't have it, I don't, I wish we did, but he, we have no picture of it. Um, did, but you ever he, do, did you ever dress up as a Joker? No, I never did the Joker. Um, I did Two-Face. Yes, you did. I always loved Two Face because Two Face was always just had that that two sides. You know, he was like the norm guy, like just the you know, and oh, you know, and then you had the other side was just a, he's an evil bastard, you know. And, but um, he's evil either way. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, not not truly because he he still had that 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 like there was always, he was always fighting with the, with himself. Like that was the one thing because that left side was Harvey Dent, the good side. You know, and then you had the, 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 the other side. Oh, wait, I'm thinking. Uh, anyways, um, no, the left side's the evil, the right side. What, whatever, that we're talking Don't about. Don't technical. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about another character right now. But like I said. Um, oh, no, from the right, from their left, anyway. Yeah, um, no, because I'm like, oh, no, no, no. It's left and then the right. Because, you know, there are some people. They're going to be like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, so. Uh, but like I said, I mean. Technical I'm, assholes. Just listen to the podcast. <laughs> but my older brother, yeah, he was the Joker. I remember he, he had the cool costume. It was awesome, you know. I mean. The, like I said, 89 was a massive year for Batman. I mean, I, I, I feel bad for Weird Al. You know, Weird Al released a UHF at the same time. And uh, it sadly, it failed miserably because, you know, he was going up against freaking... What was the, It was the summer of, um, of 89. You had Batman, Ghostbusters 2, um, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Um... It's like all, you had, he had all these freaking movies coming out, and then poor Weird Al, like they they put his movie there, and it it bombed at the box office. But I mean, eighty nine was a good year. Every now and again, there's movie, there's years that have like a lot of good movies. I mean, I still love UHF. I mean, I want to do this movie one day because I'm gonna force Renata to watch it, and we're gonna talk about it because it's one of the greatest movies of all time, you know. But uh, but yeah, freaking Batman nineteen eighty nine, great freaking year. Uh, I love that you know they made you watch it, Renata. It was that's awesome. My dad clearly said to me, he was like, "Well, why don't you find out for yourself who he is?" And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> like, so I put in the the, the VHS tape and the VHS. the VHS tape, and I was like, "Oh my god, I love it!" But then again, I was so 
like, you know, you get that uncomfortable, creeped out feeling when you're a kid, though. You're like, should I like this or should I not like yeah. this? Then you're older, you're like, ah, oh, I like it. <laughs> and the one thing that we, me and Renata, when we watched the movie together, we were talking about how awesome, like, you see the Joker, Nicholson, right there, bat plane coming. He's like, come on, hit me. Hit me, you bastard, you mm-hmm. know? And then you see that in The Dark Knight. Like, I, I remember the first time I saw him, like, dude, they're doing it all over again. Instead of, it's on, you know, he's on the bike instead of the plane. And it's the same thing. He's like, come on, hit me, you know? And it's like, wow. Like, also, the meeting scene. Yeah. The meeting about how they're going to get the Batman. But, like, it, it was a little different, but, like, there was a meeting that revolved all the mobsters in the yeah. city. And then, you know. And then one dies, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's true. Like, they, they, it, I felt maybe Nolan played a little homage to it, you know. Um, was there anything you hated about the movie? <laughs> we'll end up on this because it would, now the episode yeah, will get too long. Yeah, people really good, I think. <laughs> Did you really? Because, like, I mean, the one thing, like. There was one thing that, uh, there had to be something that I hated. Oh, I didn't dislike, I should say. Uh... Well, why you think, I just want to say, I know this is the one thing that people, as a kid, like I said, as a kid. I didn't care. I would thought it was awesome. Me and my friends, we talked about it after. Oh, man, the Joker's gun it was so huge. You know, it brought down the plane. Man, that's, you know, Batman couldn't even hit him. And when when you look back, one, Batman would have nailed him. Like, But even though he was using guns, we know he won't use guns. But if he had to, he would have not have missed. That was so stupid. And when, there's no way the Joker's bullet would have taken down that damn plane. But again, like, as an adult, you look at it and you're like, that's stupid. Like, Batman would not use guns. As a child, you're just like, you don't even care. I don't know the mythology of Batman then. I was a freaking kid. I I, I was like, what, eight years old at that time? Yeah. I was like, I was eight years old when that movie came out. Like, I'm really like, wait a minute, Batman wouldn't, you know? So, I don't know. So, have you thought of anything that you hate? Yeah, I did. Okay. I didn't like... (laughs) I don't like how you kill off villains because that that's not batman i didn't like how if, well even tim burton's second movie that he did with catwoman and um penguin penguin yeah i thought you said hold on oh <laughs> no no i said penguin penguin thank you and like they, they just they were killed off they're supposed to be put into Har- they're supposed to be Harkham. Oh my god, I'm thinking of the college I was thinking about. <laughs> so many things going on my head. Arkham Asylum. They're supposed to be put into Arkham Asylum. That's what Arkham Asylum is mainly for. And that's yeah. it. Like, it's supposed to be. But then again, like, I don't know. Maybe it's a more realistic type of outlook. Like, you know, people who are bad must die. You know what it is? It's people who don't really know any better. They're writing these stories. They. You know, and they're just like, oh, okay, we, we figure it's a movie, it's a, it's a it's a story, beginning, middle, and end. Well, we gotta have the villain come about, they fight him, and in the end, he goes away. Alright, let's just end it, kill him. Well, but was it? But was this the movie that started the whole thing that the Joker killed Batman's parents? Because they really didn't yeah, get into yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just in flashbacks, you know. But, but what's, they, also, what's the Joker's real name? I kept hearing John Doe, I hear... Jack, I, I wait, don't wait. Know. Are you asking in the comics what's the Joker's real name? Or like, like, oh, yeah, like when the first person who thought of the Joker, who was the person that said who, who his real name was? No one. There is no real name. There is no real name. Okay. No. Joker's I never had hear. a real name. That's the one thing that's so mysterious about the Joker it doesn't have an actual name, and that's like, why. Like, does have a background story? Like, they never. No. It, it, well, if you if you read the Killing Joke, 
Um, that's like one. This is where this is the one story that Burton loves, and they kind of got some inspiration from that story. But and even in that one, you see a backstory. He was a failed stand-up comic, and you know the mob is trying to use him to do something. And he has a family, a wife and kid, and they end up killing the 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 wife and kid to get the Joker to do what they, well you know the person to do what they need him to do. Batman comes, uh, he tries to escape. He swims in a, a river of like toxic waste, chemicals, this and that. What that transforms him into the Joker because, and I think what was the saying was like you know like just one bad day, one bad day can can transform i can't even think of it um i'm not like like right now i'm trying to think of so much stuff like make sure we didn't leave anything out but like it was that it was like he just had one bad day it was like yeah his wife and kid just died he had a baby you know and then boom he transformed into the joker you know so so yeah so that's i mean there is no no joker name so yeah but we should be basically ending it off okay all right, cool, ladies and gentlemen. Before we go, I'm just going to quickly say I'm going to give you guys a song. Uh, I'm not going to give you too much detail about it, but, you know, I thought it's one of my favorite songs that at first I had no idea, you know, who it even, who it was when I heard it. I was at a at this uh, goth industrial club, and the song was playing, and uh, my then wife was like, I guarantee you, you won't even know who this is. And I'm like, I don't know. And she's like, Duran Duran. I'm like, are you freaking serious? And it was the chauffeur. And I was like, oh my gosh, so this song is freaking awesome. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to play this song at the end. You know, uh, it's on the album Rio. So I thought, all right, here you go, ladies and gentlemen. So I'll give you Duran Duran's The Chauffeur. So there we go. All right, Renads. Uh, this was a great episode. We talked a long time. It'll be a long episode. So um, I'll probably split it apart. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen, our Batman talk. There's probably so much more we could talk about, but we can't fill it all in in this time. So there we go. So let's say your goodbyes. Bye, everyone. Go out with a smile today or whatever day it is. <laughs> yeah. Or night. <laughs> yep. And just like my plastic surgeon says, if you got to go, go with a smile. <laughs> <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time where we climb up the side of a building and and grappling hook ourselves into the DeLorean and travel back to the future.
everyone stands here make sure to check out the brothers bear podcast live a comedy show where two brothers and their best friend talk about everything from movies cartoons video games comics tv music and everything else entertainment 
We are live every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, only on RantRadioNetwork.com. Hey, sorry for interrupting this great podcast you're listening to, but I'm Cody from Yeah, A Lot of People Like That, a great new movies podcast. Myself, along with my co-host Charlie, sit down and attempt to catch up on some movies that have passed us by. Recent episodes include box office hits such as The Avengers and Silver Linings Playbook, along with some smaller movies such as Cabin in the Woods and I Saw the Devil. Join us as we give a second opinion on movies. We'll also talk in recent movies, movie trailers, movie news, and just pretty much anything else we want to talk about. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook, and listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher. You don't have to search the whole long name of the show. We made it simple. Just search Yelpcast. That's Y-A-L-P-C-A-S-T. Yelpcast. Nice, short, and simple. Give us a listen. You won't regret it. Now back to your regular scheduled program. This has been a Brothers Bear Network production.